Welcome to my first episode. My name is Kayla Ring, and I am a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. This podcast has been an idea in the making for the past two years, and now that I'm in a place where I can finally start, today just seems like a great day to start because it's my birthday. So a large part of what I do in my own practice is education. I believe that's how we create meaningful change in this world. I love talking about all things science and all things spirit, and more importantly, how both are needed in order to heal. I don't have much of an agenda for this particular episode other than to share with you the meaning of my podcast, Embodiment. Embodiment to me, through much trial and tribulation, is the process of healing. So I'm just going to go ahead and start rambling. This, today's episode is just a conversation with yours truly, with a little bit of spirit coming through. But today I wanted to talk to you about this idea of embodiment and what that in particular means to me. You know, I started my healing journey, right? Especially outside of physical healing about 10 years ago, which just seems so wild to me to even uh, think about or consider, right? To think that I've been on this journey for 10 years and reflecting upon it you know, today, especially today, as I turn 34, you know, I physically, yeah, I physically look the same, but my life and the person that I am today looks nothing like the person that I was 10 years ago. It's almost like she's this faint memory. I obviously recognize that person and that part of me, you know, it's still a part of me, Mm, but this wild journey, I'm just, I'm so grateful for it, but my life today and the person that I am today, um, is nothing like it was. And I say that Not to say that I wasn't who I was supposed to be, you know, 10 years ago and prior to that. I was exactly where I needed to be. I was in just less of an authentic state. And I believe that's a part of it. That's a part of healing. That's a part of healing emotionally. That's a part of healing mentally, physically, and above all, spiritually. So I'm grateful, you know, as I sit here today, contemplating and reflecting that I had the opportunity and I took the opportunity to start changing my path. So to me, and perhaps I don't know where this conversation is going, like I alluded to before, I might get into, you know, what got me here today, but the process of healing on every single level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, right, 
It is the process of peeling away the onions that the the onion layers, right? That were never authentically you. The pieces of you that were never truly you, that were never truly this space and place of love. It's about coming into right alignment with yourself, to your highest self, to your most authentic self. It's about the embodiment of your most sacred and most authentic self. Mm. To me, that's the process. Embodiment is the verb. Embodiment is the process of living in alignment with that most authentic part of you. And it's appealing away of those. It, it, it's becoming the most aware that you can be. And that feels kind of vague. It feels abstract. Hmm. Maybe a little elusive. I hope not. But it is entirely a process. So, you know, given that I have some time, maybe I will dive a little bit into my own personal story. You know, 10 years ago, I was spiraling out of control. You know, I had grown up um, in a household of addiction. And while my addiction was not of uh, like necessarily a physical substance, mine was certainly in fixing, you know, other people, places, and things. It was me over controlling. Uh, because at the time, uh, unbeknownst to me, that was how, that was my survival tactic, my survival behavior that I, I had picked up, right, in order to make myself feel safe, make myself feel sec- secure. So, anyways, 10 years ago, I was spiraling out of control because I was no longer able to control the things that needed to be controlled, you know, in my life, in my relationships with other people, you know, at work. And when I lost control externally, I had nowhere else to look but within myself. And that was a scary place to be because I kept myself so busy trying to fix other people, right? My family members, friendships, partnerships. Mm. I was an overachiever. And I mean, some may still (laughs) claim that I am. I'm not claiming that I'm not uh, right now either, but... um, it was in an effort, right? I, it was in, in, in an effort to avoid my feelings, to avoid this place within me that just felt so unworthy, so unlovable. And mm, so I dove, you know, head first straight into my work 
I would dive straight into over, I would travel all over the place, which I'm not saying that that's like a sign that there's an issue. Um, and I'm so grateful that I did because it gave me so much perspective in life. But, you know, I dove into participating in triathlons and marathons and, you know, half Ironman races. Mm, I was over exercising you know, and in the process of doing all of this, right, it was how much I could give others. How much could I just keep giving? And in doing so, in doing all of that, right, you know, I even decided to go into a 12-step program myself called Al-Anon. And I think within the first year, I had done the 12 steps three times, which the 12 steps takes some time, but I just kept going back and doing the work and doing the work and doing the work, which again is overachieving, right? I'm trying to also avoid on some level that feeling of unworthiness that I'm unlovable, that I need to fix myself, that I need to be better for. And so in doing that, I also became really physically ill. I was having a hard time managing my blood sugar levels. Mm. You know, I had hormonal issues galore, right? The most prominent one would have been hormonal acne. And prior to the development of this, I never had issues, you know, with this. Um, God, I had such painful periods and they weren't necessarily regular, but I was also so disconnected from my, my cycle, my menstrual cycle. I didn't even know what that was like to be connected to. And so all of these physical issues, I was exhausted all of the time. I couldn't pick myself up. I mean, I could, but like I needed caffeine for sure <laughs> throughout the day, you know? And I, it was like a real issue. I mean, my friends would even like call me out on it, you know? Cause I just, I was like physically there. I would physically be in your presence, but I did not have the energy to really carry on a conversation. Also, I like to think that I'm a pretty good listener anyways. And so, you know, I just did better listening, you know? So I finally started to peel away these layers of myself, right? I had to look at myself emotionally. What was I running away from? Why was I trying to push so hard? What was I trying to prove to myself or to other people? I had to work out my mental state, right? As well. Like what was happening to me mentally. And it's these emotions and that give rise to our thoughts, right? That mental space that we're in, where we are in. It's these beliefs that we've developed 
in childhood, young adulthood, right? The things that we've picked up from society, the things that we picked up within our uh, family and friend circles. It's these unconscious beliefs that are just looping in the background that are really driving the car. And I really had to sit with those, peel it away. You know, why, what is driving this behavior, right? Because it's, it's the belief that drives the emotion, that drives the thought, that drives the action. And so it's this massive awareness, development of awareness that allows us to come into this state and place of embodiment, right? The more I can become aware of myself, my beliefs, my emotions, my thoughts, that then manifest physically, right? Our body, our physiological responses they respond to these emotional states, these mental states. They can't not. All of these chemicals and chemical cascades that happen within us physiologically are responding to something. They're responding to our nervous system. They're responding to the things that we are ingesting, whether that's physically food, whether that's you know, um, the types of conversation that, that we're having, the media that we're taking in, right? Ingesting on all levels. So we have to become more and more aware of these states. What is driving this? You know, what is driving this behavior for feeling like I need to you know, do all of these triathlon races or that I need to, you know, not fuel my body for the amount of exercise that I'm doing, right? Why do I need so much caffeine? Why am I pushing so hard? And a part of it, right, I also love to talk about feminine and masculine energy, but I, I don't think I'll go too much into it today, right? But I think that most people identify, and when I say masculine and feminine, I'm not necessarily talking about gender, right? But that they're more energetics and that most people identify with mainly with one energetic over the other. Which doesn't mean that we can't oscillate between the two because obviously both the masculine and the feminine, both yin and yang, exist within every single person. But can we understand, can we identify which one is the most authentic within us, right? In which place do you feel the most empowered? And it could be both for sure, right? But maybe it's you feel powerful in different ways in different states. So that that potential exists as well. 
But I know that for me, that in some way, right, I, I started to move into a more masculine, dominant, yang, meaning high energy state, right? You know, constantly moving forward. Yang energy, masculine energy is forward movement, structure, constantly doing. Feminine, yin energy is being, receiving, okay? So on some level, I felt like, you know, I had to emulate this masculine energy in order to be safe, right? That was my attempt to create control in life because that's a, that's a scary thing when you don't feel like there is control, right? Especially when you're younger. So again, this practice of embodiment is developing such a keen awareness around yourself, around what is and is not authentically you, right? Is, is this true to me, right? Maybe these are questions that you can start asking yourself as you start to slow down because we often just move so quickly that we forget that we can pause. So if I can give you permission right here, right now, When I learned that I could pause, that was like the greatest shift in my life, right? But how quickly can we actually create pause within ourselves, so that we can draw the most awareness to our patterns and our behaviors? So can we create this immense amount of awareness so that in the moment, this day-to-day, moment-to-moment, moment-to-moment, moment yeah um uh awareness of you know is this authentic to me is this true to me is this decision me is this decision in my highest potential is this decision my highest self and sometimes the answers don't come and that's okay or they don't come right away and maybe that's because it's not supposed to but in doing so, you start to learn about yourself more and more, about what you need, about what you desire, right? And then making decisions in alignment from this place of your highest self, of your truest self. That's the embodiment aspect, right? When you can then start to make decisions from this highest place of self, Mm, that's where healing comes in. You can start to make decisions that feel empowering, right? And from a loving space, because ultimately when you're making these decisions for yourself, like my goodness, that is the most loving place and state that you can come from. Because if it's in the highest path for you, it's in the highest path for anyone involved, right? And when you can honor yourself in such a way, not only does it honor other people, but man, does that just expedite your healing in such a radical way? When you can 
when you start to see that your physical body starts to respond to how you're healing emotionally, mentally, when your physical body starts to, to respond and heal because of the spiritual connection and spiritual healing that you have done, mm, there's nothing like it. And so I truly hope that everything that I just said makes sense. But that's my wish for you. And this is the exact reason why I'm starting this podcast is because my wish is for everybody to embody their most authentic and their highest self. Because if we can learn to live fluidly in this state, perhaps that's how we start to heal the world, which is my greatest wish. So that's about all I have for you on my first episode. But all of these little topics that I sprinkled in here today, it's kind of a little taste of what to expect from my podcast in general. I am super excited because I'll be bringing on all different kinds of people, spiritual teachers, other physicians, and we get to talk about the juicy stuff, right? The, the things that life is made of, which is a lot of science, right? Because when we have understanding of science, I believe it's twofold, right? It's science and it's spirit. Because science creates the framework. It helps us to have some kind of understanding, right? And oftentimes we need framework, especially at, at, at the beginning, up front. Right when we're trying to heal and we need some guidance and direction, and then it's spirit, right? Spirit guides and leads the way. And the more that we can develop that trust muscle with God or the universe or source, whatever resonates with you, whenever we can develop that trust muscle, when we can hear spirit because we all can, right? It's oftentimes that little voice that whispers to us, which often happens in the body as well. If you follow me at all on, on social media, then you know that I speak to this sometimes, is that our bodies whisper to us before they start to yell or to scream, right? Through little signs and symptoms before they turn into something bigger. And so it is our job to pay attention. It is our responsibility to listen to the physical, right? The, the physical signs and symptoms, but also to that little voice. And when we can bring both of those together, when we can merge the two, man, that is a powerful combination. So anyways... I'm so excited to start this journey in this podcast and I have no idea where it'll take me or us, but I'm excited to see where it'll 
where it'll lead to, you know, just trusting in the divine unfolding of everything. But I'm wishing you all so well, so much light and so much love. And thank you, thank you for starting this journey with me.